Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to squawk. No miss the mistress talk on some I have a radio hit that I'm late for I'm gonna give my prediction you guys can stick on is that okay unbelievable we, like, we now we find out who has priority this is ridiculous we've been on for an hour and 35 minutes oh I'm sorry <laughs> looking forward to the post game pod hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a Friday afternoon Bo Wolf Zach Berman far afield it seems like how are you Zach doing great excited for this pod uh, was was in a lot of traffic. The, uh, was very tight getting here, but I'm here mm. and thrilled to be here talking about practice, whatever's on your mind. Where's here? Friday pod. Uh, right now I am I'm at my in-laws' place down the shore. Mm. So shout out to David and Jody. Mm, very nice. Yeah. Get a little get a little summer relaxation in. We had a funny moment. Before the pod started, as uh, Ken, you were asking Kent how the backdrop was. He said, "Do you mind closing the blinds?" You you panicked and called in your lovely wife Emily. Said, "Emily, how do we how do we close these blinds?" And then I heard you say, "Oh, you just pull them down." Well, there's not a string on these blinds. You know, most blinds you you use a string to go up and down. This one's just uh... brute force on those bad boys. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. uh, this is this is it's not necessarily a road game. Um, it's more like a neutral – it's not like I'm in a hotel, but it's like mm. a neutral site, so to speak. It's like your uh, it's it's like your secondary home game. It's like a – Okay, I like that, yeah. It's like a, a Villanova plays at, at on campus and yep. at the Wells Fargo Center. This is – They play at the Pavilion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. Um, we had our second practice in a row today. We had a Thursday, Friday. This is uh, the third – padded practice we've had in a row. It was an interesting day. We had Nick Sirianni yelling at Jalen Hurts, getting on him for not handing the ball to the official. Jalen did some push-ups on the sideline to sort of self-flagellate. We had some uh, O-line, D-line one-on-ones. We had some wide receiver, DB one-on-ones. We had some interesting things going on in team drills. We talked to Jeff Stoutland after practice. We talked to Trey Sermon after practice. You did. I, I was not in on that gaggle, but uh, lots to get to, Zach. What, what what's on your mind? I think we are uh, doing things a little differently today. We're we're turning things over to you. Well, you were working hard on the practice observations, uh, which working hard or hardly working, <laughs> which were right? entirely from you, and they are going up. Um, I imagine uh, very soon. Look forward to seeing They're them. They're up now. And up up now. Uh, I haven't read them yet, so I haven't seen your thoughts. So I'm kind of going uh, raw here as well. Um, we are. And you like it raw. That's well. That is a weird comment. 
It's a weird comment. You like shimmy um, shimmy ah? So shimmy shimmy so, ah, shimmy am shimmy a. So what you brought up to me today? I'll give you was, the mic so you can take it away. Yeah, exactly. And I I said I wasn't going to lead from the top because because you're still the host. Uh, but we're not going to have a new segment. We will talk about practice. We'll, we'll do the practice report. And then we're going to do a game after the break. And what the game is, is I'll introduce it now. In my, it, I've learned over the years that head coaches and general managers tend to view the roster differently. Naturally, their jobs are, are different. Head coach, long-term with the head coach is next week. You know, long-term with the GM is next year, year after, after that. Uh, as Nick Sirianni pointed out this week, he doesn't have to worry about contracts. He doesn't worry about draft picks. He, the, the terms of engagement are different for, for both jobs. And so I always wonder if you have truth serum and you ask a coach and a GM to evaluate a player or a position, how would those things be different? Uh, so what the game is, and this is this might be the only time we run this game because it might not be a very good one. It was just something I was thinking in practice when I was looking at both of them, was uh, – it's a it's a truth serum game. There is a bird. I know we have to use bird puns. There is a bird called serum thrush. Okay, serum thrush is a species of birds uh, in the family. I'm not going to try this pronunciation. It's endemic to the rainforest on serum in Indonesia. Okay, okay. so uh, so I'm sure your creative mind can come up with a if you just, in, just invert truth serum, serum thrush, thrush. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. The game. We'll, we'll we'll do serum thrush, <laughs> um, and uh, and and so that's gonna be after the break where I'm gonna name positions for you, and I want you to tell me what Nick would say and what Howie would say about okay. those positions. Can uh, I ask you a question? Sure. Let's do it. If you had one dose of truth serum, mm-hmm. and you could give it to anybody in the Eagles organization and ask mm-hmm. them one question. Who would you give it to and what would your question be? Great, great question. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I need some time to ponder that because that's mm. that's great responsibility there. And there's a lot of dynamics. You want someone who, A, you don't have access to typically, right? Be someone who doesn't always tell the truth. See someone who who has um, the gravity of decisions, okay, uh, and be someone who who knows something. So, mm. yeah. So there's, there's uh, one the- other aspect of it. I want to know how you would give that. How you would slip the serum to them. Well, I don't know how to do. Isn't there only? Is there multiple ways to, to deliver? I don't know. Serum? Maybe this is a serum you could drop in a drink. Maybe this is one you oh, gotta okay. like, you know, stab them with. I don't know. Yeah, that Maybe would it be, could be a, a, an edible. <laughs> You're really well versed on how to uh, in, I've never, ingest I've different never dealt with there. serum, but I, these are yeah. you know, it could okay. be anything. Uh, I think it's got. I mean, I think it's got to be Jeffrey or Howie, one of those two people. If you if you only get one shot. Yeah, presumably so. Presumably so. Uh, yeah, and it has to be something that happened behind closed doors that only few people are company to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as has been told to me in the past, sometimes, you know, when you hear things, it's it's like the whisper down the lane campaign where one person tells someone and that person, uh, it's not the people who are in the room. So you want people who are in the room, so to speak, 
I would like that. Um, but let's get to the Quactus report. I feel odd saying that. Can I just say practice report? You you already said Quactus report, okay. so now you can we'll say, say Quactus report. And we're we're not doing a news segment, but I'll just establish news up up front. The big news today was that Patrick Johnson left practice early. Uh, looked like a I'm not left saying knee. He was grabbing his left knee. Yeah. So there's uh, conflicting reports out there as far as um, the uh, significance of it. We'll find out more. Uh, but but that's what happened during practice as far as injury-wise. And then James Bradbury and N'Kobe Dean, we'd be remiss if we did not update you because they left practice yesterday and they are uh, practicing. They did not practice today. So they were both out of practice. And then other than that, Deion Kane remained sidelined. And the Avante Maddox, Derek Barnett, Hassan Reddick trio remains limited but continue to take more work. Uh, so that's the news. And I let's have an get honest to- question. Yes. Cole Hamels hasn't played since question? 2020. As opposed what? to a dishonest question? I didn't know that he wasn't already retired. Yeah, so... Uh, okay, he's played so, in three years. Yeah, so my guess is he was still drawing a salary. And if you're drawing oh, okay. a salary, you're not on the reserve retired list. So uh, it, I imagine the salary hit the certain threshold, right? Okay. And so Fair he enough. went on the, on the reserve retired list. We yeah, should also so the, give- so the note of Kobe Dean thing is interesting. Um, and we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. It gave us it, it gives the Eagles a chance to mess around with some things because they've only got six linebackers uh, on the roster. But uh, today, I think we 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 saw the continuation of what we saw yesterday, and, and two things that were interesting. One was you know like the first snap of team drill with the first team defense. Who's out there with uh, Christian Ellis, but Nolan Smith as the linebacker playing some off-ball linebacker. I think he got three or four uh, reps there. But I actually think that the player who got more reps there was Terrell Edmonds, and it's what we talked about yesterday. I think he would make more sense there long-term, but it's a nice way to get Nolan Smith on the field. Uh, It does seem, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I've been trying to sort of slow the Nolan hype, the Nolan Smith hype train a little bit. It's getting harder to do that. Uh, he's been very active. He made a play today, uh, lined up as a, as a four eye when he's like slashed into the backfield and made a, a nice run defense play. They are uh, clearly looking for ways to get him involved. And I think they are like rightfully doing so. They, they need him to get involved. Um, I want to give, I don't want to, I don't want to steal the take from, uh, one of our compatriots here, but we were talking on the sideline, and I think we we agree that there's a good chance that that maybe Nolan Smith makes a, a, a more of an impact right away than Jalen Carter. That's an interesting way to frame it. I think they're both going to have an impact. I mean, I look there's 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 a reason why I mocked Nolan Smith to the Eagles in the first round, right? He, he, he has this like- he he has this type of talent. Um, to the the Terrell Edmonds point is also. A good one. I'm gonna. He went. He went like 200 percent later in the round than you predicted him to go. If I predicted him to be their first round pick. He was their first round pick. Okay, no, so not, not so. Uh, we don't need to relitigate the truth here. Um, you sound like You're, you are stretching the truth. Um, but the the Terrell Edmonds move there. There's this is very esoteric. I don't know how many people who are listening or watching will understand this reference. But those who do will fully appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I always love a nice buildup for a, an esoteric this, reference. Okay. 
This is an old-fashioned Madden move to take the safety with strength and move him to linebacker. And then that rating always bumps up, Dude. right? Like you, you take a, a 75 safety who has like 85 strength mm-hmm. and then you, you put him at linebacker and he's like an 83 linebacker. Um, mm. So this is uh, Bob Sanders all of a sudden in the box. <laughs> yeah. So there are, there are people who are listening to this, who are shaking their head. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are nodding their head rather. And there are people like this who are just, dumbfounded by what i'm talking about so uh that's you know what that i don't think that that's as esoteric as you think people under even if they didn't play or do that they understand the concept of playing madden it's not like you're you know referencing uh a specific line from sports night that only you remember i don't know i think uh and i say this lovingly if my father-in-law is in the other room watching this right now he won't understand that reference so now did your father-in-law did he make that fish behind you he's a big fisherman he might have caught well uh did he make it um, <laughs> I don't know who made that. I, I I didn't know what kind of fish that was. Uh, no, he he is that not? A, I feel that that feel feels like that's got to be a read. Is that did read? Oh, make that? I just got a text. Emily made it. Emily made it. Oh, nice. I wonder what age, but um, <laughs> she made it in the third grade. She made it Ooh, grade. nice, nicely done, Emily. Let's let's get Bo back on here. Okay, yeah, she made that in the third grade. <laughs> Very talented. Um, he is quite the fisherman, though. So I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him credit there. Um, back to uh, back to the 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 topic on hand. That was a quick trigger on the text from Emily. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I sent her the link. She's watching this right now. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, we were talking about the linebacker situation. I uh, a little flex here on my ride. I was I was on the Anthony Gargano show, and uh, mm. I. That's so funny. What a pull from Kent to pull the 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 uh the the intro that featured you leaving Birds with Friends to go on that show on the same day you were on that show. Is that right? How did he know? How did he know? Um and I said that this is that that linebackers have not been impressive to me this summer. And the Kobe Dean missed time today. It shows you how bare they are at that position when they're playing a safety there and they're playing a um you know, they're playing an edge rusher there. There's only a handful of different things. And it, it reminds me so much of safety last year when it was clear to all of us watching that they did not have an adequate solution on, on their roster. And it took them a bit. They landed on C.J. Gardner-Johnson on cutdown day. You don't know if you're going to get that quality of player, but I definitely don't think they are finished at safety. I'm sorry, at linebacker, rather. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that we talked about that heading into camp, that we would be surprised if this was done and dusted, how they're going into the season, and I think that's probably right. I I think it's worth noting that, like, Nicholas Morrow is not, like, being given starting caliber treatment in the way that they're using him on the depth chart. Um, He spends a lot of time with the twos. You know, he was off the field in, in favor of Terrell Edmonds and Nolan Smith at different times today. Um, I don't think, and this is a little bit along the lines of what we saw with Anthony Harris last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he's like definitely not going to make the team, but I don't think that, that he is a big part of their plans on defense. Yeah. I asked him about this yesterday. If he, if he had the expectation leaving the spring that he'd be kind of the starting linebacker and, uh, he 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 kind of gave the answer. He doesn't make the depth chart, right? He does what he's told. That that mm. that kind of thing. Okay. 
Um, practice today. Uh, what stood out to you? You teased earlier the Jalen Hurts thing. We should also know Jalen threw his first interception of the summer, but I think context is required for that too. It was a hurry-up situation where he needed to throw the ball. It, it would have done him nothing to run or throw it away. So uh, it was a nice play by Darius Slay, but it was also – it, he 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 might have taken an approach that was a little more aggressive than he typically would. But it was a little bit of a, and this all happened in the same period. Yeah. So this was the first time we got to see this period this summer. They did a, a move the ball drill, which is what happens when you know they say Nick Sirianni gets on the microphone, he says like uh, a minute five seconds left, one timeout, end of the half. You know, balls on the thirty-five. Uh, that interception was a bit of a ball don't lie deal because on the first play of that drill hurts threw the ball to his left and blank and reed blankenship nearly intercepted it got both hands on the ball and it bounced off into aj brown's hands for a completion so maybe the later the, the later slay one was was that one uh getting back at him but yes as you said it it turned into like a, a third down or fourth down play as the time's running out he's got to get rid of the ball slay gets the interception no big deal then uh after that drive ends unsuccessfully Nick Sirianni, Sirianni wants to set up a separate situation, which is like 25 seconds left in the half, no timeouts left, third and five. They call a play, and the play is Jalen Hurts. It's like a read option for Jalen Hurts. He keeps the ball and is, quote-unquote, tackled about four yards downfield. Nick Sirianni says, uh, ball's down, ball's down, and we know this means it's a, it's time for a fire drill field goal, right? Everybody's got to... This is what they're practicing. They want to practice this operation. Can they get this done? And as the play is going on, Nick Sirianni starts yelling at Jalen Hurts. And at first, I thought this was because because he said uh, it, it, he was talking about you didn't you didn't give the ball off. I thought he was yelling at him for not handing the ball to the running back, as if it was a a, a strictly called play to hand the ball off. And Jalen Hurts instead kept it for himself. I think what it actually was is that Jalen Hurts didn't hand the ball to the referee. Yeah to keep the operation going smoothly. Jalen Hurts then yelled something back at uh, Nick Sirianni. We didn't hear what that was. I think, I don't want to, I don't want to just guess here, but I think maybe Hurts thought he got the first down Mm -hmm. and that was part of it. In which case they could have then gone up to the line and spiked the ball. But uh, Sirianni wasn't having none of that. And it was, you know, he was really, really going after him. And Hurts was sort of like, uh, you could tell a little bit miffed on the sideline, and then he took a few minutes, and then after like three minutes, he just started doing some push-ups as if he had like thought it over. And was like, "All right, I guess I got to I got to I did something wrong." Um, and Nick Sirianni has talked before. We have seen him coach Jalen Hurts hard before, you know, more so in 2021. But one of the things that he says he loves about Jalen is that you know. You've heard it before, coach his kid. He can take hard coaching. Jalen says the same thing. So I don't think this is uh, like something to worry about too much, but it's notable because it's the first time we've seen it in a while. And Jalen Hurts has otherwise had a very good training camp. I think there is – Nick Sirianni was a little bit on the warpath today. And so I think, you know, the, an opportunity for him to show the rest of the team that, you know, he's equal opportunity about this, hmm. you know, situational stuff is is probably not a bad thing. You like that. So so get on your best player because if you – you know, it's uh... – it's like Belichick's always ripping Tom Brady, right? Exactly. Like, that was always his thing, right? And if he gets on you, he can get on anyone else. And uh, I heard uh, Nick, uh, a Nick Nurse anecdote this offseason when they lose game one of the playoffs. Uh, 
the year they won the finals. And he calls in Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. He says, I'm going to rip into you guys in this next meeting. Uh, he rips into them. They go out. They win their next game by 40 or something. And the rest is history, right? So, yeah, uh, I see the truth. The rest is history. He later gets fired. Well, he won a championship, right? So, yeah. Uh, but, no, I thought, of, A, I thought it was an awesome sequence. No issue with Sirianni doing that like that in a head coach. That's that's a big deal. You you. Yeah, that I I I really like seeing that. Um, the the situational drill itself, I think, is awesome to do. Uh, this is I wish more. I think more coaches should do that. This is exactly what football is: is preparing. This is what practice should be: preparing you for situations so you know it now, so you don't make the mistake in December or January. It's literally the Dak Prescott play, right? The Cowboys lost a home playoff game with this type of play. So it behooves you to think of these scenarios. Sirianni's famous I, I for, well, I shouldn't say famous. He's well-known in the building. I wrote a story last year on the Super Bowl run about his situational meetings where he will uh, put you put his coordinators or people in the room. Uh, it's like the Socratic method, you know, second and eight on the 31-yard on the line. Uh, with four minutes to go, what's the call? You know, and I think it makes him such a good dad. (laughs) Well, uh, it's, it's funny. Someone I was, well, this is not related to the, such a good dad thing. Although you did make me (laughs) snicker there. I was the person I was watching practice to, uh, was saying you was saying you love this. It's like game theory. And the thing is, I'm not good at game theory. As we've learned on this pod, I need to get better at it. I do need to sit into, into professor Selman's classes, but I am much better at game situation stuff. Uh, so I'm turning to the person next to me like, Oh, what do you do here? And he's like, he's, he's like nodding his shoulders. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm just watching practice, you know? So, uh, I, 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 I get really into what the approach is. Um, I thought it was cool to do. I, I think that it did, it did strike me the, the way you explained it, that he did not hand the ball to the ref. And and that was the issue. I also think he thought he might've gotten the first down. I thought watching it that he got the first down. I thought the situation was kind of rigged against him right they they probably were not going to rule the first down no matter what because the whole purpose of it i think was to rush the field goal unit onto the field right but you could have done the exact same thing if they had gotten the first down practice getting the spike but yeah Yeah, anyway um the other thing that that jumped out to me today and this is like probably too flowery and highfalutin but uh were you watching wide receiver DB one-on-ones? Yeah, for part of the time, yeah. Jalen Hurts made some throws, and, and listen, you know, we know, I know that, that those particular, that particular drill is, is heavily weighted towards the offense. But there were some really tight coverages where Jalen Hurts, like his ball placement was perfect. Like mm-hmm. he put it in the only place where the wide receiver could make a play, and it was in exactly that right place. There was one where, where Quez Watkins... Um, rose above Avante Maddox in the corner of the end zone. These were about like 25-yard passes. Uh, there was another one to, I want to say, Tyree Cleveland? But yes. I, right? um, yeah. And it, it, this is, it, it reminded me of the joint practices with the Patriots against Tom Brady 
Ooh, now you're. Well, I know. <laughs> wow. When it was okay. like there, there is no defense for a perfect pass. Like you know, we we joke about that's when he like ended Curtis Marsh's career, right? He would just he would just pick on Curtis Marsh, but it, no matter what happened, the ball would just be put in the perfect place. And I and I I do think that we've we've said that Jalen Hurts is having is having a very good summer, but the the ball placement stuff. I think we've talked about it on throws over the middle and in tight coverages. And he's always been good at throwing the ball downfield, but I just, for for whatever reason, it just it struck me that like the 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 perfectness of the ball placement on some of those throws was was just wild, and we're, we're maybe taking it for granted a little bit. Yeah, I, I think he's he's been awesome this summer, and I'm not ready to compare him to Tom Brady, uh, but I think they have a franchise quarterback, and he's been playing that way this summer. It also stood, and part of it was it stood in stark contrast to. I don't. We we keep kicking Marcus Mariota, yeah. But like he kept just missing guys in in one on ones. Like guys were open, and he would just like throw an incompletion. I don't know. It's pretty stark contrast. I, I I'm sorry to meet. I'm sorry to be distracted here. I've received uh, two texts about this. We do have a bit of breaking news here. WTOV nine. Josh Sills is found not guilty on both counts of rape and kidnapping. Uh, so we, I don't have more details on that other than this is from Jessica Lynn Riley at WTOV nine in, uh, I guess, Steubenville, Ohio in Ohio. Um, Josh Sills is on, is still on the commissioner's exempt list. Okay. So uh, that's what the tech, someone texted me asking what would happen now with, with Sills' roster status. Still on the commissioner exempt list. He needs to be taken off the commissioner exempt list, and then the Eagles would have a decision to make. I don't want to speculate as, as to what they would do, but, I mean, I'm, I, I was not thinking Josh Sills is part of this, this team long-term after last year. We'll see. We'll see. He was found not guilty. Um, so I haven't really thought much about his roster status. Um, but, uh, that's, that's the latest in the Josh Sills situation. And we will, we will up, update you, uh, as more information comes in. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about it. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neither did I. That's why I did not. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you, you broke up the show to come in and. And tell us what was going on. So that's good. But yeah, I'd be yeah. remiss if I didn't bring it up, right? I mean, I guess. Should I have let that roll? Well, what's the best approach here? I don't know. You could, I suppose. I suppose you could have waited until after the break, and you could have gathered your thoughts to figure out what you were gonna say about it. But I don't, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> I didn't know I was being critiqued for sharing news. No, but you're you're the one you you broke in with it, and then you're like, I don't know what to say about this. I'm just I yeah, I'm just updating. Okay, <laughs> I'm updating our audience in case they are not consuming. I have no I have no sense of whether whether neither uh, do I. Neither do they I. They still want him on the roster or not? Neither but, do I. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, so back to practice. Back to practice. Um, let's see what else. I thought I I've been like. Hoping that one of these down roster receivers is going to pop for me a little bit, um, and it hasn't really happened. Really? Okay, one has popped to me. Is it Ngata for you? Yeah, Joseph Ngata for me. Yeah, I mean he's been okay. He's made some. He's made some plays. For a, like I view the like he he scored a touchdown on Keely Ringo today. 
Keely Ringo has been really up and down. We talked yesterday about the really nice play he made against Devontae Smith. He made a few bad plays today um, and was victimized. I'm I'm reading that more as like a down on Ringo than an up for Ngata, but he's made some nice plays. Um, I kind of like Jaden Hazelwood in the slot. He's made some like really nice like plucks, really really clean catches on difficult cas- uh, passes over the middle. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing enough juice out of those guys. So the so the down the depth chart wide receiver who I actually think has stood out the most is Greg Ward. Uh, he had a nice he, play today. He's also in his seventh season. So it's like, what are you going to do there? Yeah. I'm curious to see. Uh, of those undrafted rookies slash first year players, Engata has stood out to me the most. That's the one who, if I'm going to take a flyer on someone, I'm taking a flyer on him. Former uh, top recruit has, has the build, battled some injuries when he was at Clemson. I think there was a point in time, for instance, when he was viewed as like the heir apparent in this uh, heir apparent in this um, Clemson wide receiver lineage, if you if you will, the Sammy Watkins, uh, T Higgins, you know DeAndre Hopkins before that, uh, Deion Kane. <laughs> um, yeah, they've had they've had some really good receivers come through there, and he uh, uh, well Justin Ross was in that group, and Justin Ross had had some, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see uh, if Angada shows up in the preseason. I, I still think, look, I I know we this is this is partly because we do daily practice observations and we do daily pods and everything's like in the moment. Uh, they have a preseason game. They have three joint practice. They have three preseason games, three joint practices. There's a lot of time left for this depth chart and these stocks to go up and down. I don't think anything is is kind of like near determined right now, other than what we talked about yesterday which is I, I continue to think that like you pointed out the fact that Tyler Steen's getting more work at left tackle goes to show that Cam Jurgens is probably farther ahead at right guard than uh, I probably thought going into camp so Jeff Stoutland talked after practice today and he said um, something to the effect of like you know you guys know what we do we we, we cross train these guys early because you got to be prepared if you're not a if you're not a starter you got to be able to play a bunch of different things and you know I'm not going to I'm not going to call out Jeff Stoutland, and, and I don't want to get in a, in a back and forth with him, but that is not how they have handled rookies before. Um, and so it is notable that Tyler Steen is, is cross-training right guard and left tackle. Um, I think I, I, I do think it, it's over, uh, you know, barring injury. Um, it was interesting, though, that we did see today, sometimes they do this sort of load management with the offensive line guys. And so Jason Kelsey... Lane Johnson and Landon Dickerson were all playing sort of half the snaps uh, in team drills. And when they were off the field, they were replaced by, so Milata was at left tackle, Sua Opeta was at left guard, Cam Jurgens was at center, and then Steen was at right guard and Jack Driscoll was at right tackle. So um, one other thing we've talked about is that the snaps from the backup centers on the second and third teams, Brett Toth and Julian Good-Jones and sometimes Cameron Tom, have been pretty bad throughout camp like toast yeah. snaps have been sometimes debilitatingly so like r- ruining drills almost um so I, there's no doubt to me that if something were to happen to jason kelsey they would just put exactly. at center and, exactly. and steen at right guard um but i think if everybody stays healthy jerkins is your right guard no doubt yeah uh, and i i think what and you i also think uh, i'm sorry I, yeah. I think i said it yesterday he's also been really good i think yeah i i 
I'll defer to you with matters of the offensive line, but I, I, I haven't think he's, he's been, I think he's, he's, he's been good too. I, I mean, I, I don't watch him and think like he's Landon Dickerson out there, but I think he's, he's, he's been good. Um, I will say, uh, you just brought up a really good point. Someone asked me recently, like, they're like, man, this team really needs a backup center. And I'm like, well, their backup centers are starting right guard. You know, I mean, Cam Jerkins slides over if mm-hmm. something happens to Kelsey. They have guard depth, whether it's Dean, whether it's Jack Driscoll. Uh, they have guys who can play right guard. So, uh, yeah, Cam Jurgens is is their backup center. I am a little bit worried about their offensive line depth. I don't think that it's as strong as, as it has been in years past. I think you've got Driscoll and Steen, and that's all save you can it. rely on right now. Yeah, so. save it for the next segment. Okay. Yeah, save it for the next segment. Don't, let's, okay. let's, let's not... I don't play your games before we start playing them, right? Okay, so, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, what else from practice jumped out to you? Uh, I, I saw I, I saw him make a few plays yesterday for the first time, and then today I really started to notice a nice coming on for seventh round pick Moro Ojimo, fifty six percent O, as we all know. Uh, he was looking really good in one on ones. He's he's got some power, no doubt. And he made a really nice play in team drills um, when he sort of knifed. I believe it was Cameron Tom who he knifed inside, and for like a would-be sack. Um, it's a it's a tough roster spot to win because Marlon Tui Pelotu has been really good um, and is really strong and stout. And I think he's like clearly the number five t- defensive tackle right now. If they keep six, uh, I I think Ojimo's got a shot. Um, What's his best position? Quarterback. No, no. O lineman. Now, what's he's o- an O lineman? What's Ojimo's best position? Uh, I think his best position is is the Milton Williams position from okay. from what I can see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he's he's not a nose tackle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he he's a he is a developmental pass rusher from the inside because he um, played across the line when he was at Texas. So. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. He's he's on the radar. I I I am I am far from. Settling on a Bo Wolf camp crush. I have to do it before the preseason game. I think that's the rule. I can't. I can't wait for the preseason game. But he's eligible, correct? Seventh round. Yeah, pick he's eligible. eligible. Every. Okay. I mean, most people are eligible if it's going to be a big, a big bump. But uh, I, the heart, the heart is 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 eager, but has so far left wanting. Oh, I can imagine your heart will find what it's looking for. Uh, the- I hope so. <laughs> I was watching seven on sevens while you were taking part in one on one, or when you were watching one on ones, you weren't taking part in it. Although it wouldn't surprise me if Statlin called you over and you know wanted to talk shop. The two best offensive line evaluators in that building. Um, I'll say uh, there was a play. It was I think it was the it was the second play, not the first play, of seven on sevens. Uh, so Josh Job getting first team reps today with Bradbury out, and Job was was. Uh, Defending Devontae Smith, this was um, this was t- uh, it wasn't tight red zone, but it was like red zone, and throw down the left sideline from Hurts to Devontae, and uh, Job stride for stride with Devontae, and then makes a play on the ball, breaks up the pass. Really impressed by Job there. Looked like a starting caliber cornerback. Um, I came into camp thinking, all right, Greedy Williams is ahead of Josh Job. Keely Ringo is going to be ahead of Josh Job. Josh Job, they carried last year. They liked him. They carried him through injury. 
He was a, he came to fit Eagles on top 30 visit has that Alabama background. And, uh, he, he might be their third, their third corner on the outside. He has, he, he was in there today. They're playing McPherson more in the slot. Right. So I, I think, uh, that's something to watch. Yeah. I think Chubb's been solid. I'm with you. I think I think he. I uh, would have considered him just on the outside looking in and heading into camp, and and I'm not so sure that's that's the case right now. How do you feel about Greedy Williams? I was expecting more. Perhaps I was being greedy, but um, see what I did there, huh? Uh, yeah, I was expecting more. You know me. I mean, a second round pick from LSU who has mm, yeah. experience, 26 years old, got that anchoring. Yeah, yeah, six six two. Uh, man, that that's my profile right there. And haven't he hasn't jumped out to me yet so far, so we'll see. Again, a lot of time. Really curious to see Grady Williams against his former team next week. The Browns come in, or no, I'm sorry, not next week. The week after that, the Browns come in, and oh, I think they actually have some some decent receivers this year relative to last year. Uh, so curious to see how how he looks then. Shout out to Chisholm, our, our Oklahoma correspondent, who uh, is watching live and quickly hops in with his Jaden Hazelwood uh, scouting report. Now, we all remember Hazelwood, I say we all remember, I'm assuming the Sickos, was like the number one overall wide receiver prospect in the country coming out of high school. Uh, Chisholm says he was an awesome receiver at, at Oklahoma and really fun in practices. He got hurt his sophomore year, uh, his knee, and athletically was just never the same. But he is the type of receiver who makes unreal contested catches but drops simple wide-open passes, which is sometimes frustrating. So there you go. Uh, also in those seven-on-sevens, Jalen, he he did not throw the ball twice in one period there, which uh, jumps out seven-on-seven. Seven, you should Ball's not hold the ball too long. Yeah, exactly. So it was good coverage one time, and then the next time – he rolled out to his right. He had Quez Watkins breaking into the end zone. Quez was tightly covered, but it seemed like there was some miscommunication there. I don't want to say the person I was standing next to because I don't know if we were on the record, uh, but I said, should should Jonah have thrown that? And the guy said, yeah, yeah, he probably should have thrown that to Quez. So, uh, yeah, that it, that just jumped out of either good defense or indecisiveness from Jalen, but um, – those were the highlights from that seven-on-seven seven period. Josh Tolentino reports that uh, Josh Sills' attorney says Sills is expected to travel to Philadelphia and rejoin the Eagles within the next couple of days. There's your update. Thank you, Josh. Tolentino, that is. I just want to make I want to be clear which Josh I was referring to. We got you. Okay. All right. Why don't you throw, throw us to break so we can play some uh, serum thrush? So if if you ever wanted to know what the head coach and the general manager are thinking when they're in a room together evaluating this roster, stay tuned after this break. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. I'm Zach Berman alongside Bo Wolf here doing for Eagles training camp update day six. And you heard in the first segment all about the day six practice, but now we're going to Make this big picture here. And we're going to put Bo on the spot in a game it's called Truth Serum or Serum Thrush, if we want to use the bird pun. And the premise of this game is this. As I mentioned up top, 
the head coach and the GM have different ways of looking at a roster. Uh, if you gave them truth serum, how will they look at some of the the more, I don't want to say polarizing, but more the, the positions that leave more room for debate on this roster? Who do they want to be up top of the depth chart? Who would they want to get rid of or, no, or, no, or, or, or move on from if they had to? Uh, so I am going to bring up number of positions to bow here. This isn't going to be quarterback. I think we've we've already discussed Marcus Mariota, Ian Book, Tanner McKee. You, you, you have five days of training camp updates to find that. Um, but it's some other ones here. So we're going to start off with running back. Bo, if Nick Sirianni is given truth serum and Howie Roseman is given truth serum, how are they evaluating this roster? Well, who give me? Who am I first? And, and you don't have to say you're like you don't have to speak in, and it's not like the mock press conference. Okay, if you want to, feel free. But this is more just like you're giving analysis on their thinking. Uh, let's start with Nick Sirianni. I think Nick Sirianni is thinking we've got an, we've got what we need here. Um. You know, I'm glad I don't have Miles Sanders not following blocks anymore. Uh, we've got Jalen Hurts, and that opens a lot of things up. I think I'm excited to see DeAndre Swift's explosiveness in this offense. I think we could do some interesting things with him as a receiver. I'm excited about what Rashad Penny can do maybe in short yardage situations. Uh, the truth is that I trust Kenny Gainwell more than I trust any of these new guys. He's still going to be my guy in uh, two-minute drills. Uh, Trey Sermon really impressed me in practice last year. And uh, I don't know if you saw him have those two carries in a game, but uh, I love that guy. And Boston Scott is like a child to me, and you know how good of a parent I am. So um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the running backs, and I think we've got good numbers. Does Nick's, is there any, by part the way, of there's a very, there is a very fun, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Eagles went live full tackle for one play today. They were doing it for the, it was the, it was the same move, the ball drill. They had the threes on the field and somebody made a very astute point that the only time we ever will see Kennedy Brooks get a carry is when they're going live <laughs> on the threes. So the poor guy had to be the only one who's been tackled all camp long. Uh, yeah, so the, the only live periods I had last year were was also the, the third-teamers, uh, and Nick was saying he thinks it's valuable for them. Uh, is there any part of Nick that says to Howie, can you just call your boy Ballard and, and see what the price is for Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I know that you, know, you don't like to pay running backs, but I love this guy coming out of Wisconsin. You all saw the clip of me during COVID, how excited I was when we drafted him. Uh, I mean, this, 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 would I don't put know that we all have seen that clip. Okay. Well, a lot of us have, uh, this would, put I think the you offense, have seen that clip. Okay. This will put the offense on hyperdrive. Is there any part of him that would do that? That's I think it. there's a, I, I'm sure that he would love that. Of okay. course he would. Um, I don't, I don't think that's like the craziest thing in the world because I, I don't think that anyone's going to pay Jonathan Taylor. So right now, so if Jonathan Taylor is so desperate to get out of Indianapolis that he's willing to go somewhere else and still play on this rookie contract. Is he though? I don't know. Okay. I'm saying that's it. That's why I'm saying if. Well, this is his hometown, right? So, yeah. Okay. He's from South Jersey. Um, 
then I wouldn't, I don't think that that's insane, but yeah, I don't think they're going to give up anything significant. Um, I think they should feel, I think, I think Nick Sirianni probably feels pretty good about the running back situation. What do you think? Oh yeah, I agree. I, I, I think he has a good mix here and I do think he, yeah, I think he's happy with this group. I think he probably views this as an upgrade over what they had last year when Miles Sanders was the top guy. I think so too. What do you think Howie thinks about this group? I think Howie thinks it's really funny when Nick Sirianni keeps talking about Trey Sermon's uh, (laughs) carries from last year. I think it's a joke between the two of them. I think it cracks him up. Um, I don't think Trey Sermon's going to make the team. But I think that – I think Howie's thinking – Howie, you beautiful bastard! You did it again. You pulled one over on him. You look at look at what you've created. You've got all these different options, and he's probably thinking, "Wouldn't it be nice if we could get Rashad Penny on injured reserve for the first half of the season, so we could have him healthy down the stretch?" And he, he's also probably scanning what the twenty twenty one draft at this point, and and trying to figure out like, okay, who's the who's he gonna get next year? Yeah, who's the running back on the expiring deal next year I'm going to trade for once I let DeAndre Swift leave for a big contract somewhere else this offseason? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, And we don't need to go long for all of these. Um, Depth wide receiver. Nick Sirianni first. Nick Sirianni's thinking, you guys got to sink your hips lower. That's what he kept saying today. For okay. the wide receivers and individual yeah. drills. You guys got to get your hips lower, guys. That's his. Those are his babies. Hips. And we all know how good a father he is. He's, yeah, that's no, right. What no, no, no wide receivers? Um, I think Nick's thinking, uh, look at these slappies. <laughs> this is my position. I don't have enough depth here. I yeah. like what he's probably thinking. I could get these guys better than Aaron Moorhead could get them. What's Aaron Moorhead doing? Let me step in here and get these guys better. You give me a guy like Joseph Ngata, and I'll, I'm going to turn him into uh, Martavis Bryant or something. Or, or uh, who did he have in San Diego? Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams? Yeah, okay. I could turn this guy into Tyrell Williams. Where did Tyrell Williams go to college? Uh, New Mexico State. Now, Western Oregon, I believe. Okay, close enough. Okay. West of the Mississippi. Uh, he's thinking uh, Jaden Hazelwood. This guy could be my Keenan Allen. But no, I got Aaron Moorhead over here who, who you know, can't coach wide receivers out of a paper bag. I don't think he thinks that. <laughs> of course not. That, yeah. Um, no, I think he. I think he thinks. Um, I wish these guys were better, but if we have to use them, we're in trouble anyway. Okay. Okay, I, I see that. And then how about Howie? Same thing. Um, yeah, Howie's thinking. Everybody, oh, I don't understand why. Why is it that nobody is giving me any credit for getting Olamide Zacchaeus? Look at his numbers. This guy was unbelievable in terms of like per route production on a bad passing offense last year. I signed him for peanuts. He's going to be our number four receiver, and nobody's given me any credit. I nailed that. People are talking about we didn't add anything to the wide receiver room. I got Olamide Zacchaeus mm-hmm. back home in Philadelphia. This guy's going to be a fan favorite. You're kidding me. We're stacked. Yeah, he's saying, why do you guys keep bringing up that Justin Jefferson pick when I drafted Devontae Smith number 10, I traded for A.J. Brown and gave him a contract when the Titans were willing to let him go. Quez Watkins in the in the sixth round, I drafted him. He's he's outproduced what most six-round picks do. And by the way... John Hightower. And by the way, my scouting, I'm able to find these undrafted guys for you to develop. You always talk about how you can coach these guys up. Here's... 
here's uh these top recruits coming out. All right, let's 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 see what you can do. Yeah. Okay. Is he thinking? Is he thinking? Uh, I see someone say how he's dreading what he'll have to pay Devontae Smith and the cap ramifications. I actually don't think so. Um, how he loves re- rewarding his guys, right? And Devontae, I, I think I don't think that Devontae Smith contract is going to be a hard one on, unless like Devontae has un, un, unreasonable numbers in mind. I think the Eagles are totally fine paying two top wide receivers. Um, they know they how get, rare this is. Yes, yeah. I think they will get that done as soon as they can. Yeah, he. I I think they're 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 more apt to let someone walk who's not like a, you know, a draft pick who who they've developed who they view as like a core player here. I agree. Those are, those are those are uh, flag planting players. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, offensive line depth. You you mentioned this earlier. What is Nick thinking, what's Howie thinking? I think Nick is thinking, didn't I, didn't we play against Fred Johnson like four years ago? <laughs> didn't Roderick Johnson, wasn't he in the league five years ago? Didn't I do him coming out in 2015? What's going on here? Uh, You know, I know. We had a we had a luxury of having a first round pick and Andre Dillard as a backup last year, but you know Dennis Kelly, I coached against this guy twice a year for the for a, a three year stretch. What's going on? Uh, I'm worried. We've got you know I know I I trust Jeff Stoutland, but if we have more than you know two injuries, which you know most teams if they have more than two offensive line injuries, you're in trouble. But this is this is not the same room that we had last year. I'm a little bit worried. So okay, I, and I think Howie's thinking, dear Lord, please don't let there be any offensive line injuries this year. Dear Lord, please don't let there be any offensive line injuries this year. Dear Lord, please don't let there be any offensive line injuries this year. I promise you, I will do whatever it takes. So, uh, you know what Howie's saying. If I have to have a nice conversation with Zach Berman, I will do it as long as you <laughs> promise me there will be no offensive line injuries this year. Now, if you give Howie the truth serum, he's he's saying, you know, what I think this city takes for granted is, is that we really haven't had many down years, right? And the only two down years we've had, it's been because the offensive line was deteriorated. And we need to do our best to make sure we have that fortified. Uh, I brought in Dennis Kelly right before camp. We've been keeping these guys around who Stout loves. Stout, Stout's the best at this. Uh, but if this is a concern for you, Nick, then I I will I will make another move here because this is uh this is so this is so important to our success. Yeah, I don't I, I am a little bit worried about this. I mean, it's we're, it's it's an incredible luxury that we're talking about. Like, who's the eighth offensive lineman going to be? But you know, Sue has been just okay this summer. Um, he's he's on the last year of his deal. You got Dennis Kelly, who's been around, but he's you know he was around for a reason on the street. Um, I don't like uh, Trevor Reed has has some interesting tools. I was I was expecting to see a little bit more from him so far. And then the other guys are, are are journeymen who were on the practice squad last year. So I don't know. 
is there i mean it's not a position where you have talent on the on on the street if they did something what would it be i don't know i don't i mean no one's no one's in the business of giving up good offensive linemen exactly so i don't know what that would be agree uh defensive line oh well let's let's combine edge rusher and d tackle for the sake of time okay yeah what's howie saying oh i'm sorry what's nick saying what's howie saying um nick is saying um i like this nolan smith i'll tell you what (laughs) this Guy like this guy looks pretty explosive. Uh, I'm excited to, to to see him out there, um, but I'm a little bit worried about the interior. You know, Javon was such a big part of our team last year. Uh, I miss that guy. Miss him every day, just like I miss Shane Steichen, and just like I don't really miss Jonathan Gannon that much. Um, I wish that guy didn't lie to us so that we can have Vic Fangio as my defensive coordinator. I'd feel a lot cool. better about this defensive line if we had Vic Fangio. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, the defensive line. Um, just got I've got Fletcher Cox. I'm hoping that he's not going to publicly call out my his new defensive coordinator again this year. Um, but I'm excited about Milton Williams. Jordan Davis is looking good. Jalen Carter. I'd like to see a little bit more right now. Um, I might need to get after his ass tomorrow at practice. We'll see. Um, but Marlon Tuipilotu sure is a uh, a brick house. I don't know. So can I ask you something? Is your distaste for Gannon because you what know? What are you talking about? No, no, that's no, not me. You, that's Sirianni. No, I'm asking you though. Is your distaste for that's Gannon Sirianni. Because, you know it, because you know it plays well with the crowd? Is that why or is that? I'm playing a bit. Okay. I'm playing a part. <laughs> okay. okay. He didn't call me back last night. That's, that's true. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and what's Howie saying about this group? Howie, you beautiful bastard. You did it again. Yeah. This is what we're all about. O line, <laughs> D line. We did it again. You, you unbelievable bastard. You found a way yeah. to get the best player in the draft at number eight. How do you Not do me. it? You are handsome. You are smart. <laughs> you are genius. You don't get enough credit. Nobody gives you the credit you deserve. You are the best general manager who's ever existed. And Jalen Carter is going to be one of the. Uh, parts of your resume when you are enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that um, I think you probably nailed the spirit of that in in the sense of yeah you know, if if he did public comments he said uh, I you know someone told me this I didn't see it but someone told me that people say we had the the, the deepest. Um, front seven in in the league you know i mean sometimes you guys pick out problems but the rest of the league they're envious of what we got here uh so no there is a there is a degree of validity he that i think this this front they they lost one of the top interior rushers in the league and i think this front might be better this year i i don't agree with that at all okay yeah i I think they're i think they're not going to be close to as good in terms of sack production, in terms of quality of play, yeah, and both. I, I mean, I'm I, worried. I, I am worried. This is. I was doing the Howie thing. I am worried that they are. They are not going to be as impactful 
up to Oh, okay. All right. Let's let's have this conversation for two minutes. I'm I'm curious why you say that. And well, 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 well here, let me give you my pitch first. Okay. Hargrave was a big loss. Um, no no doubt about it. I think they have better depth at edge rusher now. They they lost Barnett in week one last year, and they're basically playing with three guys for most of the year at edge. Um, they have more depth here. And then I, they don't have anyone who compares to the production that Hargrave gave them last year. I think you can't just you, you can't just I, I you can't just say that. But uh, they 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 played the stretch run last year with Joseph and Sue, and I'm expecting Jordan Davis to be better this year. I think Jalen Carter adds something, and I think uh, I think we uh, I I think Milton Williams is going to be better. I just think they have depth. And they can withstand injury more. Um, and I guess last year, I mean, last year at its optimum was was better. And clearly, there's going to be injuries that affect things this year. But if everyone's healthy, uh, I think the depth of this group is good. I think they're they're deep. They are yeah. not as high in talent. I think. Okay, well, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, if you just think about the front, you want to you want to tell me that Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are going to be just as good or potentially a little bit better, I'll buy that. Brandon Graham, not going to be as good. Okay. All expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what you expect out of Derek Barnett uh, or Janarius Robinson, but Nolan Smith is a nice addition to that room. I think that's an improvement over what they had. I think the the edge should be, should be good, should be really good. Yes. Fletcher Cox is going to be worse, most likely. Uh Jordan Davis a little bit better, but maybe not quite as good as Linval Joseph was last year. Milton Williams a little bit better than he was last year, so that's that's Milton Williams being better. But Jalen Carter is not going to be as good as Javon Hargrave was. Javon Hargrave was the second best player on the defense last year. Yeah, all right. I look, I'm right? I'm going like, to with you there. I I don't think that they're going to get that high end up yeah. the middle production. I I just don't. Um, okay, all right. I'm I, I'm actually in agreement there. I was speaking more to the depth that that they have, but you're right. At, at and they're the, also worse at linebacker, right? Right, oh, much and so worse, like much the worse. the box is is not going to be yeah. as good. Um, the spine of the defense, I think, is a real concern. And safety, they're much worse at safety. Right, so. the spine of the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, look, I, I and actually they're think- probably going to be worse on the outside at cornerback because those guys are yeah. both over thirty. Like. Yeah, I actually think we this are. This is an edge built defense. Yeah, I think we're in agreement on. I think we're in agreement. We just framed it differently, right? Like I think this. I think this deep this team's deeper, probably not better. That's that's probably a, a better way of putting it. But I think there's a lot of upside if if these guys develop quickly. Um, yeah, which is not doesn't have a ton of precedent. Uh, linebacker. Uh, what is Nick thinking? Yeah. Nick is thinking. Um, Get me help, Hallie. <laughs> like uh, Nick is thinking, uh, I might as well spend some time on offense because that's that linebacker situation is so bad that yeah. we're going to need to score a lot of points. Yeah, Nick's thinking, no wonder I had to interview 20 guys for this job. I'm joking. That's good. I'm joking. But no, I, I, <laughs> um, yeah, this I think linebacker is a, a concern right now. So we'll see what happens. Nick's thinking um, 
hey Howie, who's who's gonna be our who's gonna be our CJ Gardner Johnson? Who's, who's it gonna be? Yes, he's like he's bugging him every day. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? You always have a trick up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You got this, right? Yeah. You got who are you gonna get? Yeah. And Howie's thinking, oh Jesus, who am I gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how he's saying? How he's how he's saying? Jeez, how can, how can I get one over the Saints this time? You know. Right. Who do they have? Demario Davis. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. How he calls up. Camaro was just suspended. You know. You guys are building. You guys are, this guy's older. Does he really fit within your timeline? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think how he's thinking. Um, <laughs> no, we'll it's a good thing. It, it's a good thing this position doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that is probably what what yeah. they're thinking. Now we've won games before with less. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, safety. Uh, Nick is thinking. I better spend more time on the offense because <laughs> we're going to need to score a lot of points. Um, he's thinking. I'll tell you what. This this Reed Blankenship guy, man, he loves ball. He's he. This guy encapsulates all five of my core principles. I love that. This guy's is. He's exactly what I'm looking for in a football player. Um, and I like this Sidney Brown. I like the way he moves. I want to, want to get him up. We, we, need to, we need to give him some time. But I trust, I trust Sean Desai. This is, his, this is his baby, the safety position. Um, you know, play him, play him 40 yards deep if you need to. But, uh, you know, he can't be good everywhere. And Howie? Howie's thinking... I'm so glad that I discovered Reed Blankenship all by myself out of Middle Tennessee State. Pat on my pat myself on the back for that. What a what a find. We are, you know, if you look across the league over the past ten years, nobody's had bigger impacts from undrafted free agents than we have. Um and every year we've got undrafted free agents mm-hmm. making an impact. So that's something I'd I'd like to disseminate to all the agents out there. Just remember, when you're looking for a place to sign, Philadelphia is a good place to land. And What's the expression? It's not bragging if it's true. I yeah. mean, they, 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 they've they've done a good job on, on UDFAs. And, That's why uh, your camp crushes always hit. And Sidney Brown, it's our red star guy. I'm ready. I don't, know I, was, yeah. I don't know what we're, we're wasting time on. Let's let's yep. just make Terrell Edmonds a linebacker. Let's let's get this guy on the field. What's the what's the what's the weight? Exactly. The sooner we can get him in, the better he can get sooner. Uh, so let's. Oh, I like that expression. That's a good one. Let's let's start let's start it right now. Is Black that a football coach expression or is that one you just brought in? Just made it up on the fly, Zach. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna I don't, know. I don't think it's that great. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um yeah, I think he's saying Sidney Jones is a red star player. All our scouts love yeah. all our scouts loved him, right? And mm. what we do as a scouting staff is in a front office is we find the players, we hand them to the coaches, right? But this is one where you say, Hey, I know you have a pecking order with rookies, but come on. This guy was a, a five-year player. Yeah. Right? This 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 guy doesn't need the seasoning. Put him in there. Uh we we drafted him to play. Yeah, that you know what my my and I bet I bet Howie had the exact same reaction. The one play where they went live today was with the threes and Sidney Brown was on the field. And I'm like, get him off the field. <laughs> That's your starting safety. Okay. Like, get him off. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so uh, that's uh, those are kind of the positions that are in the crosshairs, but I think this exercise shows that uh, a 
What do you think Howie thinks about the team as a whole right now? I think Howie thinks they're loaded. Hmm. And they are, I I think. I think Howie's saying, like, well, well, (laughs) look, linebacker's a question, and, and and that's top of the depth chart. I think Howie's saying, how many teams in this league would kill to make their biggest concern depth wide receiver you know depth o-line like these all these backup spots um you can't I have think a perfect was, roster save for last year which yeah. is a unique situation and if the worst position on our team is the least important position on the field that's okay yes and i think he's saying man we're loaded and we we don't have any major starters who are free agents at the end of this year and we have a first and two seconds Whew. This is, yeah, this is, uh, I did a good job here. This is, this is setting up pretty good. You beautiful bastard did it again. And then he's saying, and then he's saying, and he's saying, man, you see the contract that Justin Herbert signed and you see the contract that Lamar Jackson signed and you see the contract that Joe Burrow's going to sign. We were first in the market for a reason, right? Mm. And That's thinking, that. I wonder, I wonder who I want to let introduce me in Canton. <laughs> Who do you think it'll be? Um, Chip Kelly. No, uh, could be Sidney Brown. I don't know. <laughs> Some celebrities at uh, practice today, Zach. Jim Cramer. <laughs> yeah, well, you a Mad Money guy? No, I went to a live taping once of Mad Money. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? Uh, in, in 2000, I in, asked you today in if you were a Jim Cramer guy. Yeah, and you I said no. It. You didn't offer that information. I don't watch it anymore. But there was a point in my life when I did. Yeah, when I was there was there was a, there was a point in my life when I used to have it on in the background. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to a live taping back in in 2010. It was in like Inglewood Cliffs, maybe. Mm. Did that uh, ruin the mystique of the show for you? Did were, were you sad to see how the sausage was the, the Kramer sausage was made? Uh, was no, he yelling you know, at you? No, it's actually interesting to me because uh, this was before this was before I I did like Comcast Sportsnet. I did Comcast Sportsnet for seven years, um, and this was before I I had a lot of experience like a live um, studio. You know, live TV feed. I, I I had done TV at that point like three or four times, and it was uh, it was it was like amazing to see a how uh, just the whole process how a, a live TV yeah how 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 live TV is done hmm. more so than any of the like financial stuff. That's what jumped out to me. And how little he cared about the actual information he was disseminating that people were listening to and taking as gospel. I mean, I I don't recall that uh, as it's much. It's an entertainment show. It's not a it's not an advice show, right? Mm-hmm. Well, anything on television should be entertainment, right? That's why you're watching. I saw him cozying up to um, uh, Adam Barry. Is it Adam? Okay. Yes. Who, of course, worked on uh, Wall Street. I bet Adam Barry was thinking, I just like <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason. That I got into football, it was so I didn't have to talk to you people anymore. Please leave me alone. What do you mean, you people? Jim Cramers. 
I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, felt felt bad for Adam Barry in that moment. Um, Local guy, I think he went to Springfield High School. Jim Kramer. Uh, yeah, he was. I thought the the low of the totem pole of. Uh, okay. Uh, Who were your highs? Today. Well, the most exciting by far was Moses Foku. Yeah, you were pumped. You saw Mo. I hear you. It's my yeah. guy. I love Mo. Moses Foku. We came in together in 2009. Uh, yeah. It's my guy. Seventh round pick. Had the journey on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Watched Ooh. him grow into a starting linebacker. My One of my, one of my uh, early favorite players, no doubt, on the beat. Mo and, and and Clay Harbor hanging out. Yeah, it was funny. They said uh, we we used to really not like each other on the field because they would have to go up against each other. So we had, we had some battles. Mm. I bet I bet Mo won more of those. How about Trent Cole in the house? Trent Cole, yeah. You guys were talking about your uh, similar leanings. Bo, come on, <laughs> Don't that Bo, stop. Uh, I'm not. I'm not getting that. Come on. Um, uh, no. And the Blue Meanie. What's that? The Blue Meanie was there. The Blue Meanie. Who's the Blue, the Blue Meanie. Meanie. Who's the Blue Meanie? The Blue Meanie from ECW. Ah. He was wearing green. He was the he was the green meanie today, but yeah, he was there. And Ryan um, Phillippe. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. Um, Are you a big Phillippe guy? Honestly, don't know much about his his stuff. I I will say when I was, <laughs> I caught myself. I'm uh, look five years in. I'm I'm getting smarter. Well, what did I you catch yourself? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say something that that was gonna get you to set up, or that was that you would have made fun of me about for the next. Was it about like uh, how much you liked Cruel Intentions as a as a teenager? Yes, boy? yes, okay. exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's precisely what I was gonna say. <laughs> When you're in sixth grade uh, okay. and you watch Cruel Intentions, man. <laughs> you're just, yeah. All of a sudden, you're in seventh grade. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say, but I didn't want to give you any any ammo. I mean, you have enough fake ammo. I know right you well now. enough, yeah. Yeah, you have enough fake ammo. I don't want to give you any real ammo. So, yeah. Speaking of ammo, let's get back to Trent Cole. <laughs> All right. Anything else? This is your show. And then, well, I'll reset the schedule here a bit. Um, so the Eagles uh, don't have practice for us to attend tomorrow. Sunday, they have their first and only public practice of the summer. Uh, it's at 7 o'clock, I believe, at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Proceeds go to the Eagles Autism Foundation. Uh, that practice... I think they'll do more team stuff than they typically do. It's more, you know, they, they don't show much, but they do do more um, highlight type stuff. So be interesting to watch. I can't imagine it'll be very long. Uh, the Eagles don't practice on Monday, then practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a three day stretch next week leading into the preseason opener. Uh, of course, the NFL preseason started last night. Birds with Friends was uh, tuned in. To watch number 68 on the Cleveland Browns, Michael Dunn. Shout out to Michael and Marissa. It was Michael's first game as a father. Uh, so we were we were pumped to see that. And that uh, that about does it. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Check out Bo's. Claire in the comments says that Topanga is coming to Philly 
Are, is ZB going to attend? What is what, what is she coming to Philly for? Oh, look at this. What's that? Uh, there's a there's a show called Pod Meets World. This mm-hmm. is with uh, Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. They do a podcast. They're coming to Philadelphia at the Met on September 30th, Zach. You should go. You should bring Emily. Yeah, first off, that is the night before Emily's birthday. I promise you we will not go to that. Um, second, I actually don't have much injury. I, I mean, a boy be some fireworks between the two ago. of them. If, uh, if Fighting over you. If West Wing Weekly had a live podcast, I would, I would be there. I mean, look, I can get into a Jed Bartlett conversation with anyone. but uh, Even with Emily? Um, look, there have been times when like, <laughs> when, like, uh, she's, you know, she's, uh, she's woken up, um, at like midnight or 1am and saying, and saying, what are you watching? And I'm saying, oh, this is, this is one of the best ones. See what happens here when Mendoza gets onto the Supreme court teaser. I'm sorry. Or, or, or not teaser spoiler alert. Um, I don't you think you're spoiling that, that for anybody. Yes. Um, but man, I mean, I can. I can uh, I can get deep in the West Wing, but uh, and what is that, what's her response? She rolls over and goes back to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's Good she's generally not interested in what I watch. I'm generally not interested in what she watches. We have a few crossover shows, including Hijack, which ended this week. Uh, a fun finale, but that's uh, yeah. No, she doesn't Isaac? watch. Hi, Zach. Well, I'm looking forward to the yeah yeah. She'll say hi, Zach, when I leave the room here. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for watching. Uh, Thank you to everybody. We'll talk to you on. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick here. I didn't mean to cut you off. Real quick. We'll we'll, we'll be quick. Um, Someone says, What are ZB's thoughts on the standing ovation for Trey Turner? Oh, we needed to get this in? (laughs) Uh, I mean, look, Trey Turner. Real quick. We got to. We got to. We got to. I want to weigh in on 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 this. Um, fans can do whatever they want; they're fans. But I don't I don't see such a distaste for I don't see why there's such a distaste for for Trey Turner. That's that's my opinion. And I think he's there's enough of a track record for success that he's going to turn it around. I I would be optimistic about Trey Turner long term. I mean, if you can buy Trey Turner stock, buy it. Uh, the 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 one other thing I, I would add in. If you only had enough money to buy stock for Trey Turner or DeAndre Swift, who would you buy? Trey Turner. Probably more expensive stock. But I guess oh, I said uh, you only have money for one. So Yeah. Um, and then last thing I, I, I just want to say, I didn't mean to cut you off. We have some good stuff coming up on The Athletic. Bo and I both have some features we've been working on. And so in these next uh, – it's been practice report heavy – for the past you know two weeks but i think in the next seven to ten days you'll see some stories there that we're excited for you to read so make sure you continue checking that out on the athletic okay any other uh fake controversy you'd like controversies you'd like to weigh in on before we end the show <laughs> well your boy jeff stallin weighed in on it right okay he said he said give a standing o yeah so in stout i trust okay That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will talk to you on Tuesday for Zach and Kent and Zach's boy Trent. We will talk to you uh, on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you. Birds with Friends.